Hello, this is Jeff Polstaway, Senior Editor for TND World. Welcome to the Wine Life Podcast. We're bringing you stories of the grit, courage, and inspirational teamwork that it takes to be a line worker. This November 2022 episode features the final part of the Veterans of the Lion Trade series. John Harmon, the Executive Director of Power for America, describes how his training program could help veterans to gain the skills needed to transition into rewarding careers in the civilian world. Hello and welcome to the Line Life Podcast. My name is Amy Fishbach and I'm the field editor with Transmission and Distribution World Magazine. Today I have the honor of talking with John Harmon from Power for America for the third and final part of the Veterans in the Line Trade series for the Line Life Podcast. To begin, John, can you describe the mission of Power for America and how it all got started? So for a really long time, I think what we promoted across our country is the fact that you couldn't get a good paying job without having some kind of college education. And what that did was it neglected the trades, when in reality, a really good paying job and a career can be found within the trades. And so I think personally, it's just a lack of promoting these opportunities to our military community as well as into the civilian sector, but especially within the military as individuals are transitioning out. And so one of the things that we've been doing over the course of the last couple of years is trying to build up our skill bridge program to help those individuals who are in the process of separating, give them an opportunity to experience what a career in the utility industry, especially in the lines, could look like and how that could be beneficial to them as they're coming back home. So John, how do you make military veterans aware that these opportunities exist in the utility industry? You know, for us, I can't speak with other utilities or other programs. For us, it's partnering with the Department of Defense. It's partnering with Veterans Affairs to advertise the fact that these jobs exist with our employers. And so we work with and gas employers from New York City with Con Edison all the way across the country into California with SoCal Gas. And we're developing new partnerships all the time. And so we have a dedicated group of individuals who will go out there and make sure that our programs are on SkillBridge registry as well as promoting our websites where individuals can directly apply. I will say this, not a day goes by where I'm not receiving some kind of interest from an individual stationed somewhere across the country who is going to be exiting and they want to know a little bit more about how they get back into a gas career or an electric career with our employers. It's encouraging that they're actively looking for this employment here, but I know a lot of it goes towards the individuals working at the Utility Workers Union and some of my staff who are actively promoting it on the basis. And why do you think that military veterans are often successful in the utility industry and in the line trade? What are some qualities that set them apart? I just had one of my instructors here for our electric lines program, and we were talking about the success rates of veterans as opposed to individuals who are coming right out of high school or a, a community college setting that Mars Energy works with here. And one of the things that he always points out to is that just the world experience that a veteran has coming into the program makes a huge difference. There are three things that the employers love having about a veteran candidate going through the program is one, they know that that individual is drug free. And that is an issue. As more states legalize marijuana, we have that problem of, hey, look, it may be legal here, but the companies 
you can't use recreational or medicinal marijuana. And so veterans understand that. And so they're drug-free when they come in. More importantly, and I know this sounds real basic, but it's huge within the industry, is showing up to work on time and putting in an eight hours or whenever the job needs to be completed. They show up early, they leave late. They're not afraid to go out and work. And I think part of that was what was instilled with them in the military, that they work until the job is done. And then finally, the importance of safety is one of the things that we always discuss, and veterans have no problems wearing their PPE. In fact, you know, the PPE at the utility company is usually a little bit lighter than the PPE they had when they were serving, but they understand the importance that PPE serves as the last line of of protection from hazards that exist out there. Those are three basic reasons why utility companies love having a veteran workforce. But it really does come down to that discipline. Veterans understand why policies exist, why procedures exist, because they live policies and procedures when they were serving. And as you know, policies and procedures drive the work that is done out into the field making sure that individuals are safe and making sure that the work is done correctly. Veterans have no problems following policies and procedures to make sure that the work is done safely and and correctly when they're out there. John, can you talk more about your training program? For example, what do military veterans learn when they first start out training? And also, what are some challenges they may face when they first start learning about the line trade? Yeah, so a lot of the the individuals, the vets that come to us, don't have a lot of experience on the electric side of it here. So our program is a two-week program in which we teach them some rudimentary climbing skills. And that's really what the focus of our programs are. So all of our programs are built upon what the employer needs are. And the employers needed to identify individuals that they thought could make it through their four-year apprenticeship. And so during that two weeks, we spend the first seven days going through and teaching the veterans how to climb, starting off getting up to five feet, but going all the way up to 60 feet by the end of the seven days there and learning the proper climbing technique and then learning the safety that comes along behind it. Then the final three days of that program is a company run orientation in which they have 15 tasks, climbing tasks that they need to accomplish successfully over those three days. Our pass rate for that orientation is 85%. So 85% of the candidates who start the orientation are successful within it here. What I think our climbing school does is it really helps the individual understand, is this something that I want to do? Being a lineman sounds exciting. And yeah, I want to do that. And the money is great here. And then about half of our candidates that come through our program after they hit about 15 feet realize, yeah, I really don't want to be up this high. (laughs) So, you know, they self-select out of the program at that point here. Uh, and, and we always tell them, hey, look, there's no shame in doing that. It's understanding that this is what the work is. And so it's important for you to feel comfortable because that's only part of the work is learning how to climb. You know, the other part of it is actually doing the electrical tasks and the technical side of it as well, too, here. So, you know, fortunately, we work with some employers who have both gas and electric operations. And so if we identify a veteran who we think is going to be a really great candidate for the company here, while it may not work out on the electric side here, we will then let them know that there's opportunities on the gas side for them as well too here. So John, now can you talk about your union military assistance program and how it helps your students find a career in the line trade? So yeah, great questions. That's a really exciting program that is tailored to the needs of the employer. 
that we work with here. So one of the things, Amy, that makes our program so unique, and this is different from a lot of other career or training to, to placement programs that exist, is we don't operate a program for an employer unless there is a guarantee of employment for that individual when they finish. And that's unique across it. And so this is what separates us from like Helmet to Hard Hats or maybe some other groups here is I won't partner with, for example, Consumers Energy here on their electric line program if that job doesn't exist at the end of it. So if they tell me, we want you to train 20 individuals, we train 20 individuals. I mean, those 20 individuals have a job at the end of it. And so this year, they said they wanted 15 individuals, and we were able to give them 15 individuals. There were spots for 15 individuals at the end of the training, which is exciting, which I think really helps. It's a commitment that I think the veteran sees right up front that the company is willing to invest in them if they are able to put in the work to get to that point. And, and so that's what makes our programs unique. Now, the training utility school is a opportunity for us to train not only veterans but in candidates as well too. give them exposure into what it would be like to be a, a lineman here that would be a tuition-based program so right now the programs that we offer for veterans for this guaranteed employment is tuition free and really no expense to the candidate we supply through the employers in the national union what they'll need when they're here. So we give them gas cards to get them back and forth here. If they need lodging, we can provide lodging for them. So we try to provide as much of the training at no cost to the individual while they're here. Our training utility school is going to be a little bit different here where it'll be a little bit more tuition-based only because there isn't a direct connection between an employer and a candidate at that point. It's just going to get them ready. And hopefully, I mean, the goal of it is this. Our fund is made up of equal parts union and utility employers. And so the goal is for anyone who would go through this training utility school to become a utility worker member, as well as working for one of our 15 companies that we have. That's wonderful, John. And then can you talk about what companies you are currently working with in the utility sector on the military assistance program? Yeah. So our members right now that are participating in our military programs is Consumers Energy here in Michigan, People's Gas in Chicago, Southern Cal Gas out in California. And we are in talks to start a military assistance program in the Midwest with another electric utility. That hasn't been announced yet, so that's why I'm going to hold off on the name at this point here. But we're really excited about that program here and some of the work that we've been doing. So, John, can you talk about what you are doing with your program right now and what you have planned for the future? One of these things that we're really excited about is that through the Lumina Foundation and the American Legion, we've been utilizing a grant to line up to basically map out the trainings that veterans have received while they served with the trainings that they have as a new employee to see if there is any overlap. And if there is any overlap or redundancies, we're going to start working with the companies to give credit for that training that they may have received within the service. So for an individual who, say, is separating right now, we want to be able to say, okay, does some of the safety trainings or some of the physical abilities trainings or some of the computer-based trainings that you received while you served, is that similar to the trainings that our companies are asking for new employees to have? Because if they are, 
that actually reduces the amount of time that the individual is sitting in a classroom receiving training and allows them to get out into the field to do some more on-the-job training. And so we're looking at how we shorten that training time down because companies, I mean, as you probably well know, there's a lot of training that needs to take place, but that takes away from productivity. So if we can get them out into the field faster and still guarantee that level of training to be in place here, it's a win for the company, it's a win for the union, it's a win for the employee to have those individuals out there. And so we're really excited about that work that we've been doing with that grant. And we really feel that it's going to be beneficial to the trainings with those three companies that I that I named, in some cases, I think it could reduce the training time by 25%. And if that's the case, and they still want those individuals to be in training for, let's say, 80 hours, maybe then we can provide some training that they wish they could provide, but they just simply don't have the time for, and really equip the individuals to be ready when they go out there. Can you dive into more detail on each one of your training programs and how long they last and what the students learn during the training sessions? So our program in California with SoCal Gas is a three-week program, getting those individuals ready to be leak survey techs. Here in Michigan, our electric line program, that our program that we run for the electric line side is two weeks. Our program that we run for the gas side is two weeks. And then our program that we run for Chicago in for people's gas, that's a six-month program. Each one of them meets the needs of the company. So here in Michigan, the needs of the company on the electric side is to get these individuals ready for an 11-week climbing school and the first step of the apprenticeship. On the gas side, it's to get these individuals ready to be entry-level workers for infrastructure replacement. So those individuals on the gas side are responsible for helping to replace all of the natural gas infrastructure in the state of Michigan that Consumers Energy is responsible for. Approximately, they do 2 million feet of service in Maine every year, as well as replacing 10,000 services, that work group here. So it's a big work group. Uh, In Chicago, we partner with Dawson Technical School and Kennedy King Community Colleges to give them basically what amounts to five years worth of training and six months for the gas company. When the individuals leave their 52 credits into an associate's degree in applied science, and they've received the equivalent of five years worth of training with the company over that six months. And then the company does a one-month internship with them where they go out and do both gas and distribution work, or service and distribution work on the gas side before they're assigned to one of their three headquarters. Like I said, what makes our programs unique is we work with our companies to determine what is it that you need and how can we provide that training for you at that point. So that's why every program has a different duration of time, but it's really hitting the needs of the employers and what they see there. And as the program shift, we'll make those adjustments and we'll either increase the training time or we found in some cases that we can deliver the training in a shorter period of time to get those individuals out with the companies. John, how do you feel about being able to help veterans find a rewarding career in the line trade and in the utility industry? You know, it's rewarding for our organization and the UWUA and the employers that we work with, but it's summed up in what the Utility Workers National Veterans Affairs Director has always said is we're not looking to give veterans a handout. We're looking to give them a hand up. And you hear that probably often. Um, 
we always look at it as the very least that we can do. And it's always surprising at how many veterans there are within the utility industry. What I feel our program does is it helps the utility companies really identify veterans that they already had, but they didn't know about. With the companies, it's always a self-disclosure if an individual had served. And so when we start these programs with companies, I'm always amazed at how many individuals that then come to our trainings for other purposes outside of our veterans programs have said, hey, I served and now I'm active within our company, whether it's their valor program or their military assistance program within the companies. They now are self-disclosing that they served as well, too. And I think what that does is it just it enhances the sense of pride that individuals have in serving our country. And that's, to me, that's also rewarding here because we're shocked at how many people, like I said, in the utility industry have served our country. And companies are starting to realize, like, wow, we didn't realize that we had all these veterans working for us. And now they're kind of coming out and sharing their experiences with us. It helps everyone. It helps the union. It helps the companies and We're a big partnership here between the union and the company here. All three of us are working to do the same thing, and that's to get a highly qualified workforce out there working on our country's infrastructure because when things are running smoothly, there's no questions asked. But when there's a brownout or there's a natural disaster, let's face it, utility workers are out there sometimes before our first responders are, making sure that it's safe for police and fire And even the National Guard who might be going out there to assist in hurricane or tornadoes or wildfires, what other natural disasters might happen, they're out there making sure that it's safe for those individuals to do their jobs. And so it's it's rewarding. I'll say that. It's rewarding. At the same time, there's always more that could be done. So that's why we see the need to continue to grow our programs with more utility companies. So if a utility company was interested in partnering with Power for America, how would they go about doing that and what are some of the requirements? I'll say this. One of the requirements is that they need to have a UWUA workforce with us here. It's by federal law. We're a Department of Labor and IRS regulated training trust fund here, but we work with the Utility Workers Union of America. And so they need to have a representative workforce with the UWUA in order to work with us here. They need to sit down with the national union or their local union to negotiate what this benefit could look like for them. And then once that's done and in place, and we work with them so they can contact me and I can kind of put them in touch with who they need to work with. But once that's in place, then we sit down and we start talking about what a veterans program could look like for them once we identify what their needs are. What are some of your goals for the future, John? When you look ahead, what do you see Power for America doing in the next five to 10 years? Great question. We're always looking to grow here. So when I took over in 2015, we were training about 400 people a year for three companies. And so we're always looking at that growth. The country's infrastructure continues to need updates to it, whether it's replacing natural gas infrastructure, whether it's replacing the electrical grid, whether it's in renewables as well, too, here as we transition and find that balance between fossil fuels and renewables here. So we're always looking to grow. And right now, like I said, we have 15 companies that we work with here. Only three of them have veteran programs. So in the next 10 years, I would love to see all 15 of those companies have a veterans program within it here. And we're continuing to grow, too. So when I came on board in in 2015, we had seven companies. 
and we've grown that in the last seven years now to 15 years. So I would love to double the number of companies that we're working with in the next seven years as, as well, too. Because I really believe that what Power for America does deeply impacts the customer, the rate payer, the person out there who counts on reliable electric, safe water, and natural gas to heat their homes in the winter. Uh, it's a service that we provide to them that the sector doesn't understand, the general public doesn't understand. And sometimes it's good that they don't understand what we provide to them because that means that we're doing our job correctly, that they don't have those worries. But when there is a power outage or something's you know, gone wrong with the water supply, it's important for them to know that there are highly qualified and trained individuals that are out there making sure that they they have their power turned back on, their water is clean and safe to drink, and their homes are warm in the wintertime with the natural gas supply. And what is your advice to military veterans who are looking for a career in the utility industry? As they're separating, they really do need to look at the last 180 days, whether it's a skill bridge program or how they're going to position themselves so that when they separate, they can move into a job in the utility industry. Like I said, I think at the very beginning of this, Amy, these are a secret. The utility jobs are a secret that they are a path to a middle-class lifestyle. We always talk about with our veterans that this isn't a job. You're not applying for a job when you go to our programs here. What you're doing is you're going through your last interview here because if you are to be hired by a utility company, you're going to work your next 30 years with them. It's a career. It's the opportunity to have that middle-class lifestyle, to own a home, you know, to have a retirement, to have good quality health care benefits, help your kids go to college, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, a utility job is your pathway to achieving those goals. Um, and I'd, I'd be remiss to say not just any utility job, but a union utility job is going to help you achieve those goals here. And so, I mean, that's really what I would say to veterans that are out there here is that they should be looking for these opportunities. John, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us for the Line Life podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you, and I wish you the best of luck in the future for Power for America. Hey, no problem. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you over the last half hour. This episode of the Line Life podcast was written and recorded by Amy Fishbach. It was produced by Jeff Pulstawaite. To listen to the first and second parts of this series on veterans in the line trade, visit us at www.tdworld.com backslash podcasts or at Anchor FM. You can also drop us a voice memo or message at linelifepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com with your comments. And please follow the show to be updated when new episodes are released and leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. Head to the show description and see where you can visit us on social media. Thanks for listening to the Line Life Podcast.